What is life really like after high school? Where you been? Where you going? Is your life really golden? Tell Glenn where you been at? It's the Life After High School Podcast. Zach, my guy, welcome hey. to the Burry. How you doing, man? Let's go, brother. We're better we, now. We live in the 705. We live in the That's 705. Right. Pre-recorded, but we're live in the 705. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I want to give a couple quick shout-outs before we uh, start. One is to UG Dynasty for being on last week. Shout-out to him. Check out his videos. His link for his channel will be in the description. And shout-out to my buddy Bruce Larton, Latino Gambino, for his raps on SoundCloud that we'll be jamming out later on in the episode, too. We'll get Zach's opinion. Zach is a music producer. Engineer. Engineer. Engineer, not Sorry. a producer. Music. I don't make What's beats. the difference? So a producer will craft the background music. Um, as an engineer, I do the final mix on that background oh, okay. instrumental. And then mix in the vocals along with other effects. And then do a pre-master before it goes to the mastering engineer. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of a lot of okay. people work. A lot of people work together to create a project for music. How many people are in like for a typical project for an album? I mean, it all depends, right? Like Drake will have more people than say I would, but I have about three or four people that kind of work together to get something mm -hmm. done, to get something done well. Okay, cool. What was your process like once you graduated high school to kind of selecting where to go and then taking it through? Well, I, I was I was in a weird situation because I got put in um, I got I got put in a weird place. My VP called me down two weeks before school was about to end and said, You're not graduating. And I thought, what is going on? So I asked him. I took a writer's craft course. Okay. Now the Guidance counselor told me that with the writer's craft course, I would be able to graduate with that instead of my grade 12 ENG4U. Right. Um, so I told him, like, that's not okay. He was basically like, you're shit out of luck. You have to do the course you next year, right? right? Um, but then I dug in my emails and I found an email from the guidance counselor saying that I'd be able to graduate with the writer's craft. So I walked back into the VP's office and I said, look at this email. Like he told me it was okay. Like I'm going to go to, to the news or something. If you mm. like, don't let this, like don't reprimand this. So what his solution is, was for me to do the, the ISU like culminative assignment for right. the grade 12 English credit in half the time that the rest of the class had. And my grade on that assignment would be my grade in grade 12 university English. Oh wow. So I pretty much graduated grade 12 university English and only having attended three weeks of the course. Oh shit. Which is pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Right. But anyway, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't I expecting myself to graduate in that year. So, um, I had applied to a bunch of different programs and not really expecting to get accepted in any of them. I got accepted to Ryerson. Cool. And my parents being so excited, they were like, go, go, you have to go. And so I did a program that I wasn't sure about. First semester, I really liked it. But the second semester, they made it very much more narrow. Mm. Um, What's the program called? And so I, I went to Ryerson for media. There are three media programs. There's sports media. Okay. There is media production and new media. And you did and media production. I did. I, I should have gone into media production, but yeah. I did new media. 
and the way they advertised it made it seem like it'd be like media production with a few extra like a, a like a coding course here oh, cool. and you know i thought that that'd be great i could yeah. diversify myself a little bit so first semester all three streams were in the same classes and it seemed really great but second semester showed up and started I, it was all coding and i am not the greatest at coding i'm right. not the greatest at that, those kinds of things so it really threw me off and right. i was like I really didn't like the program, but I started doing courses, that, just the ones that I liked, okay. and not doing like the core pro courses I needed to True. like graduate my program, right. and that was my downfall. If it wasn't for the pressure of my parents wanting me to go straight into school, I think I might have had a second thought and taken a gap yeah. year. Um, but my parents were afraid that I wouldn't want to go back to school. Did you ever right. find that with your parents? That they, they wanted to push you right into school? So I found with mine, I kind of, I just, for me, it was a little different in the sense that a lot of people come on. They've not many people go to a different city mm -hmm. to go to school. Some of my closer friends like you, cause you, well, Scarborough is pretty far from where like Ryerson is like you'd have to commute a little bit but yeah well my first my first year it was an hour 20 minute commute there yeah, okay. it's a little um, out, out of the way and then an hour 20 minutes back right. sometimes longer to get back because it'd be in rush hour mm -hmm. um uh, yeah it felt like I knew people from way farther out of the city it took them the same amount of time to get in yeah yeah sorry to answer your, like your question is kind of I left Sudbury to move to Ottawa. Mm -hmm. I was so excited to that. Yeah. That. I was terrified, but more excited, right? That's mm -hmm. why I went. And then I found it wasn't so much like, oh, get your ass out of like It was kind of like, you're lucky you get to like, you get to move out. You get to go experience this. Yeah. It was kind of more encouraging because I personally wanted to go move there. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to, it wasn't as much school as it was Ottawa. And now looking back, I'd still do the same thing and go to Ottawa. Mm -hmm. I'd try to like wager and see what's different or I'd try to branch out in my program a little more and figure out what kind of more options are available so it's less like sitting down at a desk. Yeah. Because if, like I work at a smaller firm, so if it's a bigger firm, I'd be doing more sitting at desk. I'm lucky now where I get to go to site every couple of weeks, but that isn't enough for me because it's hard to focus just plugging yeah. away, right? So diversifying and stuff where you could find ways to like things you are interested in learning about is tricky but when you find those things like i got lucky and found out right away like i love building science it's pretty cool to me and it's fascinating oh yeah but it's a matter of how do i transfer that and learning about that while kind of fitting to how i am as a personality mm. which is less sitting down and focusing and more like doing to yeah. understand and comprehend as much as possible Damn. That's a little... Well, I think the main reason I felt so much pressure, my dad never had a university education, like post-secondary education at all. I think he, he just really wanted for me what he wasn't able to do for himself. Uh, so it was that pressure, along with the pressure that I told my family, this is what I want to do, this is what I want to do, and now I didn't want to do the program. So I right. felt like I was a failure by, by quitting. I also didn't want to be a quitter. So there were all of these pressures that made me feel like I was stuck there mm -hmm. and I guess my main point is you're you're not stuck if you really think that it's not where you need to be it's okay to take a break I'm on a break right now it's probably my third or fourth break of post-secondary you know it's not that bad 
right? right. It'll give you time to figure out, figure out what your uh, what your goals are, figure out what your uh, how your financial status is, you know, maybe work a little bit, make some more money so you're not relying on OSAP or loans to get you through school. Like right. there's, there's time. Unless you're in business, really there's no need to go straight from university into the workforce or straight from high school into university. Mm-hmm. It's not that big of a pressure. Right. So. And everyone, I think, has this like misconception about if you don't, like it's okay to take university when you're older than like 18 in you my program 18 i had some people that were like 30 in my yeah, program see, that's yeah. fine like yeah you're and not people treated them the you're same. not dead when you're 45 no. like Far you're not it. even halfway yeah right like what's average age expectancy expectancy say 80 like whatever say say that's what it it's is morbid. in canada <laughs> right say it's like fuck say it's 80 yeah be like oh fuck you're like 30 years you're not even halfway. Yeah. And 30 is like a good amount of time. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying 30 is old, but yeah, it's a good amount of time. But you, Everybody, I, I, so many of my friends are like, I have to have my shit together by the time I'm 25. Like, I want a condo downtown. And like, man, you don't, you don't, nah. you take your time. Just yeah. like, you know. You do your thing. Live, have fun. Don't stress yourself out too much. Right. No, you yeah. touched on your goals. Yeah. Have you come to realize more what yours are? As you yeah. move forward? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I realize that I am the type of person that likes to move around a lot, so I need to adopt a career that allows me to move. Um, you know, I, I, I can't just, like, sit down and have a desk job. Yeah. Like, I need to be on my feet, like, moving around. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to be a video editor when I was younger. Like when I went into university, I thought that's what I was gonna do. Right. And now I realized I could never sit on my ass for six hours and edit, edit a video. Yeah. No, I could never do that. I could film it, mm-hmm. couldn't edit it, right? right? Mm-hmm. You don't have that sit down for six hours no. and just bang out an edit. No, music's, the... a, music's a little different. Right. Cause I do, I'll, I'll be in the studio for eight hours, but you know, mm. it's a little bit different. You know, I'll play a song, get up off my seat and dance around a little bit, you know? And, and you yeah. also need it's to more take, of a creative process. You also need to take a lot of breaks. Your ears get very dull very quickly. So mm. after like an hour of mixing, I stop hearing all the little differences. I need to get up, get a coffee, tea, walk around for 10, 15 minutes and it almost like, it's almost like your head resets. Right. And you come back in, play the song, you're like, holy shit, I didn't even hear half these things before. So very often what'll happen to me is I get so in the zone and I'll mix and mix and mix and I'll go to bed and I'll wake up the next day, open up the project file and be like, what the fuck did I do? This sounds like shit. And it's because my ears get tired and I just start mixing to what I think I'm hearing and that's not actually accurate do you think that's where writer's block slash like i personally think like creative blocks happen yeah where it's because like oh you're focused you're so focused on writing the task or like in this case like you're so focused on the project and then your brain just gets accustomed to hearing the same things over and over and over and over and that's where you can't meditation can be very useful as well because meditation Mm. is you know about centering your mind and your mind will try to wander here and there and it'll, it'll block your path of being focused, but being able to bring your mind back to where, back to center, back to focus, it it, it helps so much. And even giving your brain like a three minute break from the task at hand can really accomplish a lot. Now, what do you meditate? I like, 
I don't take it super serious. Okay. I'm not super spiritual about it. However, I find it very useful and very helpful. Mm-hmm. I have a problem with anxiety and panic attacks. Right. Whenever I feel myself getting too anxious, I'll try to find a spot where I can stop and meditate. And it takes you, like three, four minutes. Right. It doesn't what do you do for those three, four minutes? It depends where you are. My favorite thing to do is when it's a little bit colder outside, I like to focus on my breath, but like, oh, like cool. actually seeing like see my breath, breath like in the air, yeah. I, I, I love that. But when I can't do that, you just close your eyes and focus. We first get comfortable, close your eyes and focus on right. the feeling of your breath, do a body scan from the bottom, the back up to the top. Um, and it, it just being able to take that break recenters me you know my anxiety comes from my mind racing and going right. in a loop like, like oh my god what if this happens i need to work on this because i need to get better for that and it, it just keeps going and going and going so being able to stop and really mm-hmm. take my mind off those distractions focus on my breathing helps helps a right. lot um so I do it when I'm anxious and I also do it when I feel weird. Some days, I don't know if you ever wake up and you're just like, you don't feel yourself. It's not that you're tired, you had a good sleep, you're, you've been eating well, you don't know what's wrong, you just feel off. Yeah. Recenters me. Makes me feel normal, like me okay. again, myself, right? right? I hate not feeling like myself. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a useful tool. And for all the people that want to be spiritual with it, by all means, be spiritual with it. Right. Like, peace and love. Like, <laughs> harmony. Love. Harmony. Harmony, bro. That's funny. But, yeah, like, you know, I, I, I enjoy it. And I would, uh, to anyone who is experiencing, you know, a mild amount of anxiety or... I'd, I'd recommend it for everybody. Yeah. Like, I mean, there seems to be kind of stigma to it because everybody thinks it's all like hippie-like and all like you have to be all spiritual. No, it's just you a break. Need tattoos, braided hair. Your, yeah, just give your mind Piercings a break. Piercings everywhere. No, right. have a have a break. Yeah, I feel Meditate. like meditate. Like... Don't have a Kit Kat. <laughs> <laughs> don't have a Kit Kat. That's a Kit Kat plug. Threw it in. But man, I don't find <laughs> like my mom being a college professor right now. I think there's she's mentioning to me often that there's. A lot of students with anxiety issues, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you like, can't come in. I'm anxious. Hey, last year, to last... what extent though? In my opinion, though, dude, what extent is it where it's almost like now you're just like you throwing that around? I'm not. I'm, I'm sure people do, but think about the previous generation. How many people were impacted with depression, right? Oh. And now it's yeah. anxiety. It's changed, right? I, yeah. I, I, and I think it's because people have a new perspective on these. Uh, is mental illnesses and mm-hmm. and how to go about trying to help. It's hard because right. you don't see it, right? But I remember even bottom end of my high school career, they did a whole assembly on mental illness and trying to remove the stigma from it. So there are efforts to, you know, make right. it make it less stigmatized, make it normalized, make it stigmatized, normalized. De- destigmatized, normalized. <laughs> I mean, you didn't say freestyle, but man, you're like piecing bits together. I freestyled in, <coughs> in Glenn's last podcast. I don't want to do that again. It's been one and done. No, it's a... Uh... I'm not a rapper. Yeah, two's company, three's a crowd. <laughs> so, <laughs> look, you mentioned earlier about lighting and production. Can you mm-hmm. break down 
what and reiterate for me and everyone watching now um, what you were kind of going through before oh, okay, the show okay. started. Glenn was asking me about some production things for his podcast, and I've done a bunch of camera work courses, and I was explaining to him a little bit about three-point lighting. Hand me your book, please. On that page. That page is below. One, yeah. two. Yeah. So let's say the X is the subject. I don't know how well y'all can see this, but it's three-point lighting. So there's one light on one side of them, one light on the other side, and one light coming from the back. There's a backlight, a key light, and a fill light. So the key light's a hard light. An example of that would be the sun shining down on somebody. It was a very hard definition of the light. Now, if the sun was coming on this side of my face, then on this side, there would be a very hard shadow. And if you were to take a camera with very much lesser dynamic range than our eyes have, you'll see one half of the person's face super bright and the other half is just darkness. You get no detail out of it. So the way that you would overcome this is by adding what's called a fill light. Now an example of a fill light would be like taking my phone flashlight, which is a hard light, key light, and putting it through a piece of paper or even better, a Kleenex. And this diffuses the light, makes it spread out a little bit more, giving it a softer feel. And that will just fill in the shadow of the person's face. Mm -hmm. Not so the shadow isn't there, but just so it adds in details. Right. right? And then the backlight is over top of the person's head generally, um, creating a more three-dimensional effect out of your film or, or image. And, rather. and that's three-point lighting. That is three-point lighting. It is used by every film studio, photography studio, um, you know, any picture or portrait that you see of somebody and you're like, wow, that looks good. Three-point like lighting. They use three-point lighting. Yeah. And probably uh, a nice camera. <laughs> yeah, you can't just snap it up with the latest iPhone. Well, you could. You could. No, these Actually, new you iPhone can cameras now. are Never really mind. good, dude. Never mind. Holy. Yo, even, even the new mics. You know, um, a bunch of rappers recently have been like freestyling into their iPhones and then sending it to an engineer and it, the, the recording's so good they just throw it into a song oh really yeah I, I don't know if you've heard of hobo johnson he's uh on facebook he does these live um renditions in his buddy's backyard he has a, a band but one of his recent songs on his album was recorded on an iphone you'd have no idea really which is crazy yeah I, I watched an interview with him and he was mentioning that i thought that was really cool jeez yeah that's pretty neat i don't know if like that's kind of what I want to bring this like production to right now, because right now, like everyone watching and listening, there's this mic that's hooked. This is a secret for everybody. So I'm about to break the fourth wall. <laughs> this mic is hooked up my laptop there, behind the camera. You can't see it's recording, and then I have a camera here. That's looking. You're the camera. Hi. You're the camera right in there. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the show. And so everything that goes together, I want to end up having right now. We have the lights here. I want to have, like you said, and figure that out for my own permanent studio, have like the lighting in the background, having the lighting come in and then that professional, professionally, professionally lit studio consistent. Oh, we're lit. Like, yeah, oh, we're <laughs> lit. <laughs> we're lit up know, here. I don't know what the fuck you talking about. We're lit. <laughs> Zach's yeah. lit. I'm not. <laughs> I'm on my way. I'm, I'm not lit. I got a Thanksgiving dinner to go to, actually. So I, gotta, I might get a little yeah. drunk at the dinner. Oh, I mean, you have to with the wine and everything. 
pumpkin pie pumpkin pie and sober don't connect why not you think it just doesn't go down well or <laughs> i've always been a little fucked up when i have pumpkin pie <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what it tastes like sober probably not no pumpkin seeds sober not pumpkin pie no no i can't eat pumpkin seeds pussy fuck you man <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I just don't like pumpkin too much. I got pumpkin pie, but like, put some ice cream on that bitch. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I need ice cream. But, dude, yeah, no, this is really cool because I like seeing like your progression. And every time for everyone watching and listening, hello, um, Zach. Whenever I don't talk to Zach like every day, every month, really, kind of ever at all. And then he'll, <laughs> <laughs> except when he does his Snapchats, and he's like, "It's beautiful outside." And... And then, it's beautiful. And um, when he does that, I enjoy it a lot. And I think it's funny. So I'll be like, bro, never change. And then I'll be like, yo, thanks, homie, blessed. And then that's it. I make I make really dumb Snapchats. I use Snapchat like it's Vine. Like Vine used to be back in the day. I, I just find making comedy on a social media like that that's just so accessible mm-hmm. is really really great i got inspired by a couple of my friends that started just being like stupid and ridiculous on snapchat and you know a couple times i was having a really bad day and they made me laugh and i thought oh that's really cool like to for them to have that kind of impact on me i wonder if i could impact other people so then i started being really stupid and funny on snapchat and i had a lot of people reply back to me like like man this jokes like oh you just made my day like so i i mean i'm not uh, nobody's ever like in that great of a mood all the time um maybe some of these youtubers are but eh. I, I i find whatever i can and i'm in the mood i'll i'll do something ridiculous mm-hmm. but but i i know for example like what you're saying is when like you'll turn your camera on and you'll just start recording i'm like all right Let's go. You know, you get hyped up. Well, that's that's my thing. I like I never <laughs> t- I never I never tell people like, oh, I'm about to Snapchat. Like, yeah. look lit. Like, no, I'm just well, I just start filming. <laughs> like, I want it to be as real as possible. Like, my Instagram is polished as fuck. It's okay, it's really po- it's really polished. It's so I'll never just like throw something crazy on Instagram. Yeah. But on Snapchat, like, I want it to be like real. Like, Instagram like, is. This is the pretty side of my life. Snapchat's just like, this is me. This I'm is a shithead. Yeah. <laughs> so it's right. it's a nice little hobby. And what's fun, I think, about it is I think there was a couple years ago, we were uh, on our way to a Raptors game, and I stayed at your house for a couple nights. Thanks again, oh, yeah. buddy. Shout out to you and your mom. Anytime. And I <laughs> stayed in Scarborough, and uh, we were uh, kicking it with all your buddies, and every time you would Snapchat, I just... I shed that fucking no look on my face. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, you remember that? Yeah. It was fucking... Yeah, and, and we, we did a montage of Glenn going... It also... I, I, I'm not sure how many viewers are from Toronto, but Toronto runs this art festival kind of thing oh, called yeah. Nuit Blanche every yeah. year. And uh, the city is transformed. Every single like street corner it has some art installation, some cool thing on it. So... People from all over the city, they'll just come bring a bunch of alcohol, get drunk, and yeah. walk through the streets and look at it's pretty cool, cool art. Pretty and, yeah, and like places are open until like five, six in the morning. Like the whole city. Yeah, we a didn't party. get back to like four. The whole city is a party of all night. It's super fun. Um, but Glenn visiting Toronto just happens to show up on Nuit Blanche weekend. So you get lucky on these things. 
Yeah, so we were we were going exploring all these art exhibits, and Glenn just kept. It's like get, six of your black friends, the and same then you and me. It was awesome. Yes, yes. they're lovely. They're <laughs> the type of guys who like they all have a different handshake with each other. It's great. <laughs> yeah, they did. It's the best. You're right. That's how you know they're like. You're right. Yeah. That was a long time like, ago, man. Fuck, Holy it's good. Shit. Yeah, it's a few years, eh? Yeah. At the same time as uh, no, that was a different time, because. I was thinking about the time that we fucking, uh, it, no, it was me, you, Cole, you and I at, uh, Jurassic Park, but that was years after. So yeah. Like, that's all good. That's not its own thing. That's wow. Its own thing. Yeah. The Raptors are still conference champions. Let me just put that out there. The Raptors are still winners. We have not gotten into the next season yet. The Raptors still hold the ring. Kawhi, bring the chip to the city. World, world, world champion oh, in basketball. That was the greatest video I've ever seen. That was, that was the the night they won. I will remember for the rest of my life, the rest of my life. That was that was insane. I've never ever seen the city like that, and I don't think I I will until never. like the Leafs win. Yeah, dude. Which, which if won't the be for Leafs a win, <laughs> the imagine Leafs win. the riot. No, the ra- the ra- the Raptors will still be bigger. Think so? Yeah. Yeah. Why do you say that? Because Drake's like I don't know I don't know I don't know that many young people that will like that watch like the Leafs like that are die regularly Leafs, yeah. that are diehard Leafs fans. I know some people that watch hockey or diehard hockey fans, but not Leafs fans. Uh. So that's why I, I like I know a lot of people that are diehard Raptors fans. Yeah. Like like, bro, I'm looking for a reason to riot. I don't like, know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like if Leafs win, you riot. Yeah, uh, it'll the, be big. If the, Leafs, not, but... if the Leafs win, it'll be an actual riot because you're gonna get all the crazy white people coming out fucking shit up. Yeah, it's pissed you know off. what I mean? Yeah, yeah like, Raptors. The, is ra- more of a the Raptors won. It was a celebration. Leafs win. It's gonna be yeah. a riot. Good you got violent cra- riot or bad gonna, violent. You're gonna riot. get all the hick white people that actually live in the city coming out, and that's scary. When all, when all of them come out in the city. Who the fuck knows, man? Jeez. Yo, someone got shot at the uh, Raptors celebration, eh? I I witnessed it. What do you mean you it witnessed? It was fucked up. So Yo, should you be saying this on the... Yeah, yeah that's okay. fine. That's fine. Right. That's fine. Well, dude, dude, it, dude it, was, it was scary. It was a rough experience. So I was at... You saw... Nathan, I was at Nathan Phillips Square. It was the, the, the big celebration. Like, all the Raptors came out. Go like, light. talked and whatnot, right? Yeah. Um, so I was with my buddy and his girlfriend, and we went up on a platform... It's a, it's a little building that has an elevator, so you can get down to the parking garage underneath Nathan Phillips Square, nice, um, and City Hall. So we climbed up, and we were like the last people that could get up there because it started getting squished. There was a whole bunch of people up on this Imagine, platform, yeah. but being up there, I could see everything. I could see the the screen on the stage. I could see all the people. I could see. Yeah, you had um, a pretty good view. I to the snatched. to the to the left of me, I was looking yeah. west down Queen Street, and to right. the to the right of me, I was looking east down Queen Street. Oh, and okay. the intersection of Queen and Bay was right right there, right. Queen you Street can and see Bay it Street, clearly. and that's where the shooting happened. So kept hearing firecrackers go off and it was making me nervous because this is a huge event. Like this is some... probably the, one of the biggest events Canada's had in a really long time, like public events in the middle of the street. Fuck so yeah. in the back of my head, I'm like, fuck, this is a little scary, but you know, Raptors won, let's go. Let's, right. You know what I mean? You're holding on to um, But firecrackers kept going off and it was making me nervous, but you know, I, you I know what a firecracker you... sounds like and I know what a gun sounds like, so right. I would calm down. A little different. And then I look over for a second because I thought I heard some yelling 
and I heard a pop, 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 and then a wave of people trampling others, like pushing people to the ground. I saw one lady drop. Apparently, she was the one that got shot. So I'm there with my buddy and his girlfriend, and my buddy, like he's he's with the shits. Like he was like ducking, like ready to, he's like, like yeah, like he he's hit, like ready to he, duck he and the cover. Ground. I, I hit the roll. ground. But his girlfriend's just like standing, like, what's going like, on? What's we're like, Natasha, on? get down. So we're we're all freaking out. People are panicking, jumping off this building, like hurting themselves, because they are like trying to jump off to get to yeah, safety. Right. Um it, it was just a, it was a mass panic. It was insane. So we had to try to get his girlfriend off the platform without hurting her. I ended up just throwing her off. <laughs> She's fine. Natasha's <laughs> okay. She broke a nail. I'm sorry, Natasha. I'm sorry. I'm That's sorry. an eight hundred dollar nail. No, she, it probably was. As an eight hundred dollar manicure, uh, she will not Nata- get back. Natasha's a bougie lady, but she is. Um, so God, yeah. She. I mean, I thought she was gonna like. I thought she was gonna like hold on to the side and like turn her body around. So I was like helping her down, but she didn't know to turn her body. So by helping her, I just essentially pushed her. <laughs> I'm sorry, Natasha. You pushed a female woman. <laughs> it was, I off, thought I thought she had her grip. She didn't know what tower. she was doing. And yeah, I did. I did. I did. I, I fe- a female woman. Female. Yes. 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 Fine. <laughs> Natasha. So, I'm sorry, Natasha, but it had to be done. We had to get you to safety. So anyway, she for the for for the good for she, the greater she good. She fell off, and then I and then I jumped and then I jumped down and I like almost broke my glasses. My hat flew off because yeah. it was it was like it was steep, like or it was tall. Um, and so they're like, "Yo, let's go through the Eaton Center because Natasha's place is like through the Eaton Center around the corner." I thought that's the stupidest place for us to go right now. We're not going to an enclosed building. Oh, apparently SWAT was running through there too. So I was glad we were glad that we we didn't go there. We just went north yeah, and around. Yeah, fuck around. And and again, like it, we had, we would have to go through Young and Dundas Square yeah. to get to Natasha's to like because that's where we were all hanging out. Right. And your home base. And, and and so they're like, okay, let's cut through Young and Dundas. I said no again. That's like one of the stupidest places we can cut through. A shooting happened at Young and Dundas right when we would have been going through it. I found out later. Uh, yeah. And so, so, like, that whole day was just kind of like, wow. Like, shit got real really fast. And, like, there was no time to panic. You just kind of had to, like, you know, figure your shit out. And people were, like, screaming and crying and running around. I That, that was scary. That was scary. But, you know, we're, we're okay. And... I, and I'm not sure if this is correct, but I remember hearing that nobody was killed. Right. Everybody's okay. Yeah, I think that was... So that's... Yeah, I remember being like... I remember hearing and reading about a shooting, but mm-hmm. I don't remember reading anyone killed. No, I think I think every, I think every everyone ended up being okay. Like, people were injured. But, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of people were injured um, being trampled around where that gunshot was. Yeah. I mean, most of the injuries were people getting trampled. Like fucking busted up ruse ribs, stuff like that. Beaten, well, I mean, I up. mean, think about it. You know, Canada has a lot of, um, it's Toronto especially, has a lot of new Canadians. And if you right. come from a country where you hear gunshots all the time, that triggers you. You run, Yeah, it's a little right? more of a trigger than just your average. Oh. I mean, even people who never hear that, you know, freak out and run. But, you know, the, yeah. the people who aren't as fast get trampled. I mean, it's unfortunate. That's saying what you don't have to be faster. If you and I go and we get chased by a bear, you don't have to be faster than the bear. You just have to be faster than the slowest body, body of yours. So, yeah. And any 
<laughs> like pretty cool facts or like knowledge bits about like Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube that you just want to drop for people right now? I don't want to give away my secrets. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so, all right, we'll cut the camera, cut the audio, and we'll, we'll have this conversation. No, honestly, Instagram's uh, algorithm is really weird. The more people that comment on your photo, the more it gets pushed back up to the top of like other Whoever's people's following. feed. Yeah. Um, generally, it's just because more people are interacting with it. It's um, and so Instagram sees that as more important because more people are engaging with that post. Right. Right. So, you know, if you have a post, a bunch of people are liking it, but no one's commenting. Um, that just might be because, you know, it's a pretty photo. But Instagram and Facebook and these social media platforms, they want more content than just that. They right. want a conversation to get people going, to get people um, interested on the and engaged and to actually yeah. interact with their platform. Right. Um, and so that's the more comments, the mm -hmm. more they're going to push you. Right. And that's what my buddy last week was talking about with the YouTube specifically after uh, we went off the air. And I think he touched a bit on it uh, on the air as well, where we're going through and he said, he's showing me, he's like, you can filter people who comment on your shit who aren't subscribed. And you can comment back to them. He's like, he replies to everybody. Yeah. Shout oh, yeah. Him. He's like, he comments and re or he'll reply to everybody. Be like, and I'll like comment on it. I like commenting, commenting on stuff because then people view it more. People see that comment. Like, oh, who's this guy? Like, what's this thing about? Click. <laughs> do you like, know who? Oh. Do you know who Eric Andre is? Yeah. 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 He's he's a, a really left field comedian. He's just some weird shit. But I saw an interview with him where um, the interviewer was saying he will reply back to people who hate on him, like yeah. who heavily hate on him. And he replied with saying, yeah, people don't even realize that I'm reading this stuff. They think I have an agent or somebody that like, like filters through it. They're like, he's like, no, I see this shit. People are yeah. telling, people are telling him like, oh, fuck you. Go kill yourself. You worthless piece of shit. And he'll reply back like, what the fuck, dude? And then the person does a complete 180 and is like, oh my God, I didn't know you read this. I'm your oh biggest fan, blah, blah, blah. Right. But people are fucking weird. People are psycho, yeah, people man. people are crazy, like, dude. Like, Especially the people who comment like, troll on the internet. on people like that. Like. Um, I, I did something a little, a little crazy and people can hate on me if they want for this. Um, I was going, I, I was, I wanted to go to this festival called Lost Lands. It's in Ohio. It's a dubstep festival, four days of camping, um, four nice. days of festival experience. It's, it's an awesome time. I, I ended up going, um, but I was kind of, I was on the line of like, if I could afford it, if I couldn't. And so I just decided I wouldn't go because you know, I needed to save my money. My buddy Donnie. Shout out his, to you, Donnie. Shout out Donnie. Dimebag Donnie. I love you. <laughs> so he uh, he just kept like pushing me. He was like, no, buddy, please come. Like, you got to come. You got to come. And eventually he goes, he goes, man, if you like really need the money, start a GoFundMe. Ha ha ha. Like as a joke. No, no. And I thought, oh, you think it's a joke, do you? I'm going to start a GoFundMe. So I, I, my, the title was help get a base head to lost lands. And then uh, I wrote in the, the comments like, oh, like I'm just in between jobs right now and I, you know, I'd really love to go to this and I've been wanting to go for a year. Right, you, you uh, do and, have the passion and, behind and, and, it. And I made the, the, oh, the cover no. photo, a photo of me and my grandpa. Oh no. Just because it was the first photo I saw. 
Oh, God. And so I sent it to him, and we laughed about it. And then I thought, you know what? This is actually really funny. I should post this on a Facebook group called Toronto Rave Community. And this Facebook group is a great group to, like, check out all the newest events that are happening around the city. But people also get trolled so fucking hard. And, like, people will, will... rip other people to shreds for like posting something like like this sl- like like this and i thought you know what fuck it like my all my friends are in this facebook group they're gonna look like they're at gonna this, know who they're gonna look at this post and find it so funny so i just posted it and then when i did i knew i was like okay prepare yourself prepare your ego because you're gonna get ripped to shreds hated hated on just like you know what you're you're fine people are just hating yo people got ruthless like people started, up, if people, it was fresh. Yeah, people started mentioning my grandpa and shit. Oh fuck! Yo, real quick, let's. Uh, did you what actually like? How much money did you raise? Um, so I, I, I actually, raised, I actually like, raised like eighty dollars. So people, oh, fuck. so people got that. People got even more angry on now, the like, site that I actually raised money, <laughs> and they're like, "Who the fuck? Who the fuck gave this pathetic kid money?" <laughs> like. You guys suck. Blah, blah, blah. You're sitting there just chowing on a fucking meatball and, and, sub. Like, and I just, a big deal. And I just thought it was so funny because, like, do people not have anything better, like, to do, to than do with their time? I love it. It's so funny. Okay. Here we Jeez, go. Dude. I found I found it. I like that you actually raised money. And there's, and there's like, 200, 300 comments on this post. Like, like it blew up and people got really... What are some of like the worst ones? Like, did you cry at all? Um, so you prepared for this. <laughs> no, no, I tried to prepare for it. So the the title is called um, "Click Here to Support Help a Basehead Get to Lost Lands." And one guy was like, "I think you spoke crackhead wrong. It doesn't even start with a B." Oh <laughs> fuck, uh, <laughs> dude. Yeah. I mean, so it begins. There were some. Eh? There were some oh god, yeah. Um, <laughs> what did? Oh yeah, one guy like did some research and found my aunt on Facebook and was like, "Hey, is this your mom? How would she feel about you like like using a picture of your grandpa to like blah blah blah?" And people were mad that I was using a service that usually you know is a is a charity and and uh, a a portal to help um, raising money for actual for, like, like causes volunteering right. And good. so people were like really upset, like, "How dare you use this service for?" For your like, you know, going to a festival your and like personal gain, your own personal yeah. gain. It's like, well, you have the choice to donate to don- money. Or like, not. I'm not like forcing it on anybody. Like, the, the Dude, photo... I would have fucking donated if I was in that you group. <laughs> you know give you a hundred like, bucks. Like, fuck. people are going get a job. You bum. Like, um... okay, listen to this one. Fuck this cunt ass cuck. The world owes you nothing. Get a job and be miserable like the rest of us. I responded with. Wow, you should write poetry. Ha! Um, fire back at them too. No, and I, I responded to most of them. That was the nice. thing. But I responded to every single one positively. Like people would be like, "Oh, I suck!" Like I hate you, and I'd be like, "Have a great day." Like that pissed me so exactly much right. Off. Like people got <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm gonna oh, have to God. fucking bleep that part out. Yeah. You know, yeah. Prep me for that. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, like, I'm giving you more work. Some fucking four, sixteen. Like, <laughs> oh, this one I like. She was like, "I'm so disappointed. This GoFundMe wasn't for the grandpa to go. I would have donated for that. That would have been cool That's if I got funny. my grandpa to come with me." That's a pretty sense of humor comment, though. Yeah, one guy goes, "If you were about, if you were going to a techno festival, I'd fund you 100. percent But instead, you're about bass, so fuck you." <laughs> That's like. 
It's like, I also love techno. Go fund me for movement, too. Movement's a festival yeah. in Detroit. It's a techno festival. What did he say? Or he just like it, or like he didn't even bother. He just said, yeah, that's going to be a no for me, dog. But it was like a Randy Jackson gif. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be a no for me, dog. People going, get a job, hippie. I like, I like this guy's comment. Lesson on how to use an amazing platform for the shittiest goal. Noted. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. God, man. There are some really good, really good comments. Yeah. Someone said, LMAO, people really have no shame, huh? I responded, oh. with, I responded with lost it all at Veld. <laughs> man. <laughs> Someone called me a mongloid. What the fuck? Who a gifted? Mongoloid? Which one of you gifted this mongloid forty five dollars? <laughs> and I responded with sixty five. Now ended up getting up to like seventy or eighty bucks. Nice. See, the reason why I asked because like I did a GoFundMe for like a volunteer trip to South America. And now uh, that's a much more reasonable goal, right? Absolutely. That's why yeah. you use the platform. Yeah. <laughs> And that's why I was like, if this motherfucker raised more money than me. <laughs> How much money did you raise? Oh, like 900 bucks. Okay, yeah. I, yeah, I raised ju- or like just shy of a grand, but I kept only 900 because like a certain amount goes to the platform. Yeah. Right? So. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think. everybody I, donated. I don't think it was a shitty thing for me to do, but. Dude, I mean, if, if I saw if that, you bro, got an I opinion, you got an opinion. You 50 bucks, man. If you if if you wanna you, you know, send me some festival, eh? if you want oh yeah I did yeah, if you wanna send me some hate hate mail my name's Zach Bourne shit on me as much as you want you I will mention laugh. in the comments how much you la- hate what I you will did. laugh um, at your hate I will laugh at your hate and show my friends and we're all gonna laugh about it together at how much how pathetic you are for trying to hate on me <laughs> we're laughing right now <laughs> some of that shit's too funny Jesus oh my God dude. Yeah. Yeah. No, that festival was a crazy experience. If anybody gets a chance to go to a camping festival, do it. The people there are amazing. Not fire festival. Would you have gone to fire no, festival? No. Huh? There's. It, it was there. I don't want to go to a festival that bougie anyway. I kind of want to get grimy and dirty for a few days. Like that's like the point. Like, like too high. The, high class. Yeah, yeah. Like that's not. You know, if I'm going to a camping festival, that's what I'm expecting. Like you want to fucking camp. You know, you know, if I want to be bougie, I'll just go to a festival and rent an Airbnb and shower. Go there and shower after. Like yeah, like you like that whole app, like the whole experience. The whole experience right. of like being there with like a group of your friends, and then also having lots of like lots of other groups of friends there, and people like end up meeting each other, and yeah. you end up like I met some dudes from Kentucky that were fucking hilarious, and I I. I grab their numbers like I'm probably yeah. not going to talk to them unless I go to the states but you right. know just getting to know these interesting people from different places right yeah. I don't get to travel that often so no so when you do like it's mostly for music festivals and stuff yeah and it's mostly to yeah for music and also to meet new people gain new perspective right nice. it's new perspective is hard to get when you're stuck in the same place doing the same things yeah, and that's um, why people get stuck in the same routines, in yeah. the same spaces, because they don't have that ability to get out and find the new perspective. Try it has to be again. like an ability to search it, right? Like a lot of people yeah. don't have that concept of why they need to do it, but I think everybody should. Yeah. Like you're saying, for sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, but. go to a camping festival, do some drugs. Cheers. <laughs> yeah, dude, when like, back to the lighting and shit and the production and everything, I didn't think when we met that that would be something you're 
fish in the woods. I always thought you'd be like the dude that just lives in a canoe. Ah, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> you're, pretty, you're pretty fucking good at fire building. I am pretty good at building like, fire. probably one of the top three people I've ever met. And really? That's saying a little something. Wow. That, wow. Top five. You know, the, sure. the, best, sure the best fire builder I've ever met is Warren. Yeah, top five now. Yeah, but, yeah, he's insane. But fire, fire. I like, I like fire. I'm a pyromaniac. I also like fire extinguishers. They're fun. <laughs> Fuck, dude, they are fun. Dude, I have some videos of me blowing a fire extinguisher. Yeah. Videos? Well, there was a fall season that I <laughs> used fire extinguishers a lot. My buddy and I decided to take a break from going to clubs and whatnot. And uh, oh god, you have a video of me doing it too. Today, baby. <laughs> bah, bah. Stay big, stay yeah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Sorry, you're sorry. I don't, show you that. What was I saying? Oh yeah. Um, my buddy and I decided to take a break from going to the club. We were spending too much money, so we just decided we would. While everybody else, like all of our friends were at the club, we would just walk around downtown and fuck around, try to get on roofs and like climb up like to the top of roofs and and, and see different cool things, try to get into like, um, like side parties that we didn't know. And it was a cool few weeks, but there was this one building on, on King street that we tried to get on the roof of, and we couldn't get on the roof, but we realized the building was under construction and they left the windows like unlocked and we could like lift the windows up and climb in. Oh shit. And so we would climb into this construction zone. It was a little sketchy. I almost died once because I almost fell through the floor, but I, I would take one of their fire extinguishers and bring it back down and I'd be walking down King street with this fire extinguisher and people would be like, yo, what the fuck? That's sick. Give me handshakes. And then I'd go run down a side street and just just blow everything out of it and then run back over to King Street and as we were walking down the street people would be like what's that over there look at that big cloud (laughs) and I'd be laughing to myself my buddy would be laughing cackling in the side of the street oh just cackling yeah so that was that was fun I think I did that like three Fridays in a row and then they got smart and they locked up all the the fire extinguishers Um, I went back this year and now it's like an actual like storefront and like an actual building. I walked inside and I like walked to the spot where I almost died. It's like, wow, this is cool. <laughs> yeah. I love my city. Oh, I can imagine, dude. So like you're, cause you're downtown Toronto now, eh? Or close. close. Very, very close to downtown. Like 20 I can, minute commute. I can get to Young and Dundas in 20 minutes. Right. <laughs> I don't live there. You've been Never there a couple have. times. Been there a few but... times. Yeah, but every time I go, it's with you. So That's you just right. say, meet me at this. And then I'm like, dude, am I here? And then I see you and I'm like, I guess I'm here. Yeah. I don't actually get confirmation if where I am is the right spot. Zach just happens to show up. I just, I'm there. Like I was once, hey, we were leaving the weekend concert, right? Um, with my brother's girlfriend at the time and their oh, friend Kelly. Yeah, show it to all them. We were like, I didn't even know. I was like, Zach, like, what, he's like, what train are you on? And then all of a sudden, streetcar, sorry. He's like, what streetcar are you on? All of a sudden, Zach fucking pops up wearing my fucking red coat that he like borrowed for the night to go to a club. He's like, dude, I was getting compliments on it. I was like, I was. It's a nice coat. Yeah, thanks, bro. But yeah, yeah it, was, it was pretty funny. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. My guy. Guy. I had a friend on, shout out to her, Kate Marshall. We, uh, shout out Kate, I don't know you, you're a gem. Yeah, she worked at Falcona, like, she started the year after Falcona you family, you're even more of a gem. <laughs> she, I asked her, I was like, 
what was it like? Like, I was like, what's your first impression? But also, like, more so, elaborate. What was your, uh, how did you feel? Like, what was your experience working with Glenn like? Oh, yeah. So, we, we did that's some, my question. We did some dumb shit at camp. What was your I kind mean, of working with Glenn experience? What? what was your whole... I mean, what experience, you weren't there for this, but we, we built the biggest fire I've ever seen in my life. Like, the diameter of this fire was 10 meters. Like, diameter? Was, diameter of the fire was 10 meters. Like, it was massive. Up by the gen shed, it was scary. <laughs> scary. I've, I've, by the gen shed. I've never seen a fire that big made on purpose since. Wow. Oh, that, yes. I've, I've never seen a, a, a fire, an intentional fire that big, ever. It was massive. It's massive. Anyway, that was, that was a huge memory because we were throwing on like railroad ties. You and, and Adam? No, it was just me, Warren, and Rob. Oh, and Rob. Yeah. Nice. Like, I hope Rob watches this episode. Oh, yeah. He follows me on Instagram, so he definitely like... Oh, yeah? Okay, I'll tell this story then. He, he had this giant stick and he like threw it into the fire but the stick had like a, a piece of wood coming off it so he threw it and then as he threw it the the piece of wood clapped him in the side of the head yeah like, as he threw it it like got oh, him shit. yeah and we were me and Warren were like oh shit are you good and he was like a little dizzy like, give me a minute boys but I I had to really hold back my laugh because it was really funny uh, <laughs> I can imagine dude are you volunteering at that point I yeah. was, yeah. I was a volunteer at that point. There was uh, me and seven other girls working as volunteers that, <laughs> that What was that like? Fun. They made me they play spoons with tampons. You know the card game spoons? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's fun. But it was still fun. Yeah. It's only like camp women, though. Like, they have a different personality. <laughs> uh, they have a different personality at camp. At camp. at camp, fair. They're normal fair. when they're not at camp. When they're, when at, they're camp, at camp, it's something different. They're in their yeah. whole like. Yeah, I can remember. I can remember you laying on this bed. We had a cabin of junior boys, no, okay? No, not this story. And not you this put story. shaving this. cream all over your chest and your face, and you're like, "You'll film me." <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> You'll film me, okay? So I, I grabbed his iPod, touched at the time, <laughs> instead of filming him, and he grabbed his safety razor and oh, just starts shaving his entire upper body and face and forehead and like everything in front of all these junior boys. And they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, yo, he's being weird. And they're like, what is he, why is he doing that? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I hate this story. Yeah, there that, better be like... Is that, that was... is that what you're working with me experience is like? When you come, <laughs> yes. Like, oh, and it's like, oh, well, fuck. This one time you shaved his body. It was, okay, just to be clear, <laughs> it was like, it was upper body here up. I have yeah, pants on, yeah, hat. He, like, it, you know, it's not weird. He, was, he wasn't, I mean, it was a little I'm weird. not going to take defense. I'm not going to take any it was responsibility a for this. I did this like seven years ago. Dude, still, you still did it. I was like 22. This was like last year. Um, no, no, this is like eons ago. But yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah, that, yeah that's that's fun. another one. I also remember um, whenever I'd get like really, really stressed out, you'd like kind of take hold of the cabin and let me like mellow out for a little bit, um, which is good. I really appreciated that because no we had a really rough cabin that last week. Yeah, we yeah. had some. Who did we have? I don't want to. We're not allowed to talk about it. Let's not. Like, we can't talk about it. There was just so much fighting. There was a lot. There was a. a there was a lot of, of 
let's just say to put it simply and to put it in a way that we can put there were like half the cabin were like wealthy kids and the other half of the cabin were kids from CAS which is like children's aid society and they didn't mix well at all and when we kind of asked for help from our supervisors to mediate the situation they just kind of said deal with it and so we had to deal with it yeah which you can which was hard but we did we did it yeah we managed thankfully I think we 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 survived. Mm-hmm. We survived. We survived. They survived. Did, they went home. Did, no one had a sunburn. Did the kids have a great time at camp? I don't I know. Can <laughs> I can confirm whether they did or they didn't. I can't confirm. However, but however, it wasn't bad. Yeah, it was fun. I remember, like, I uh, what was it? That summer made me never want a camp council ever again. Though. Yeah, and you didn't. And I didn't. Which is fine. I kind of. My first summer was the worst one because I was the youngest one. I was the least experienced. And I was just like, fuck, like everyone's so much older. The staff teams, everyone's so smart. Like, fuck, they're all older. I don't know. And then it ended up working out perfectly. Ended up killing it. Nailed it. Yeah, Glenn Slade. The worst part, though, is that we did this like prom type yearbook shit at the end of the year where we're at the banquet. And it was like, most this, biggest like this, most oh, likely God. too. Fuck. They did it not where everybody voted because we had everybody vote on a page. But you know I know it was hacked? Because there's this category called most athletic. And this pissed me off. It was given to two people who had nothing else won. Like I won biggest flirt and I won like <laughs> I won best nickname for you, Glennifer. You won win biggest flirt. <laughs> <laughs> So, dude, but what happened is I was wanting to win most athletic. The other two, I was like, oh, fuck, really? Thanks. And um, But Logan and Brandon didn't win nothing until most athletic. And they're like, Logan and Brandon, they stood up and just got in my face. And they're like, yeah, fuck, yeah. It's like, I'll kill you. Let's go. Where you at? Where you at now, boys? Wow. I was a little, uh, a little beefed about it, but I'm still a little beat about it now well, but you're definitely more athletic now yeah. so you you got him yeah. jujitsu and everything you got him yeah, you got him strangled them both at the same time but yeah that's not my point point is always be a gracious loser and an even more gracious winner i also remember a story about oh. how you skinny dipped into oh. the lake i don't think i participated i don't know you did i did no, you did well, it was I you think. krista bailey and i and it was fucking cold it was cold. I it was remember that. Stupid cold. We probably shouldn't have done that. Yeah, it was really cold, but it was cool. It was yeah, fun. it kind of had to be done. It was kind um, of yeah. It was fun. I also um, remember a a time where oh campfire songs. Yeah. Campfire songs. That was sick. Yeah, oh, Glenn runs the best campfires ever, ever. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. It's um, probably my favorite thing ever. Uh, when you have a group of um, however many people, like I've probably done one of key to campfires, I would run like, I show up, you remember the Bobcat song? Of course you do. Stupid question. Mm-hmm. I'd show up and I'd be new at this camp and want a key to shout out to them. I had a great time while I was there. They, um, they have about 160 staff. Holy... How many kids do you fucking think they have? They have about four to five hundred. <laughs> There's about six, seven hundred people we at this like, campfire at what, this time. We had maybe fif- fifty people total on a busy day. 
and <laughs> with day camp staying over. Like, to put it in perspective. And it was like nice. when I went to Wanakita, nobody really knew who I was because I wasn't yeah. there for 90 years, right? That's yeah. how camp kind of works. And then I got thrown in this leadership position, and I'm like, dope. And then I, if it would have happened two years earlier, I'd be perfectly happy with it. But whatever happens, happens. I show up, and I'm like, I'm going to do a song. And, like, they have a list on this giant-ass brown paper sheet. And I'm yeah. like, I should write Glenn. I don't write the name of the song, nothing. And they're like, what's going on? And like, do you remember the weenie song? The weenie song? Yeah. No. Okay, this is like a hot dog weenie song, whatever it was. But I did the Bobcat song the first year or whatever. And I'd only done it, like, I tried to throw in songs that they didn't know. Yeah. Right? Just to, like, whoa, what? And Because the yeah. campfire is basically, you'd have two staff. This is what I hated about their campfires. They would say, hey, I wouldn't host it, so I'd hate it. <laughs> That's its own thing. Yeah. But, dude, swear to God, they'd stand in there and they'd be like, um, hey, what's a fucking, what's a, what's like a quick song? Oh, they'd be like, Penguins Attention, Penguins Unite, and then right flip out. Every, like, have you ever seen a penguin drinking tea? And it's like hundreds of people literally sitting on the logs just, while three fucking, like, female staff or whoever was standing in front just, Right flipper. Oh, left. The, the, the kids were interacting? Nobody was moving. That's, that's, that pisses me off. Yeah. Right? And like, that's not how we did things. Yeah. So I'm like, well, let's fucking hype it up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's what I like to do. Mm-hmm. What I have, dude, what happened was I brought, um, what's his nuts? I did the Bobcat song. And then what I did was I did the Weenie song. And the Weenie song, I was able to get people to interact more. I just said, all right. How I do it is because you got to when you speak in front of people, you got to get people's attention. Yeah. In order, you can either ask them a question or you can look at them, but it's hard when you have that many people. So what I did was I was like, I need to do something outrageous right when I get up in front of everyone in that first 20 to 30 seconds to mm-hmm. get their attention. Then I have it. Yeah. <laughs> so what did I do? I walk in, I run towards the lake, I jump in, fill up my, jump in the lake, fill up my water bottle, drink, drink the water. And then I look around and everyone's like, what? And I see, I'm like, great. So now that I have everybody's attention, this is the song I'm about to do. And they're just like, <laughs> even more like, he just inceptioned us. Glenceptioned us. Glenception. <laughs> and then what happened next, right, is they, uh, everyone's like, thanks, buddy. They were like, oh, fuck. They want to hear what this motherfucker has to say. So I was like, all right, I need everybody to raise your right hand. I'm like, great. Put it to your side. Cool. Raise your left. Go like this. And they're like, okay, right? I'm like, go like this. Now go like this. And just, I'm like, great. That's all the moves I need you to do. Everyone stand up. Everyone stood up, right? And I'd be like, all right, what do we have for lunch today? And they'd be like, uh, lettuce. And I'm like, fucking idiot. <laughs> and they're like, I'm like, no. And then like, what do we have? And they're like, hot dogs. I'm like, yeah. What, what's another word for hot dogs? Someone's like, weenie. And I was like, so this song is called the weenie song. And I was like, did he just fucking? It's like, no, I'm asking the right questions, right? So, and then I was like, all right, ready? Everybody stand up. So, we're going to say this part together. Or, we, um, what was it? It was, it was repeat after me, and then the, the like, chorus, we all sung this song together. So, it goes, it's how the song goes is, it's like, I know a weenie man. He owns a weenie stand. He sells everything from hot dogs down, 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 down. One day I'll join his life. I'll be his weenie wife. Hot dog. I love that weenie man. And then we go, weenie, weenie, it's fucking silly. I like yeah. it. I like it because it's fun. And then it was like, my favorite part of every song is like, second verse, same as the first, a little bit louder, a little bit worse. And 
I would do that and I would just like I'd be fucking marching through the woods like through the logs yeah at the site just like looking at kids who are like just fucking in their face where are you like yelling this fucking <laughs> seven year old girl like ah! I'm like fucking do your Winnie dance <laughs> and <laughs> tears and I'm like yeah sweet like that's how it went how'd they like it like I how fucking loved it okay good dude it got to the point where at Wanakita they do cheers they do cheer offs at every meal right at every lunch and dinner they'll like seniors juniors like everybody will stand there's like senior trippers senior like seniors senior like trad there's however like 400 fucking kids right you have yeah. to break them up 15 kids for two counselors right they all stand up and they do their cheers one every lunch since then since after i second time i did the song at a campfire that became a cheer that is my effect campfire camp. we love campfire it's probably my like I don't know how I felt about when they when people do that, but I like it when kids start that kind of stuff. But I just felt the staff like part of everything like that was like it was very staff oriented. Yeah, it was very it was more hey staff we're gonna have fun and hope the kids are entertained, not let's include the kids as a part of that entertainment. Yeah, right because kids can fucking do some cool shit. Like if you're really good at the piano, I ain't really good at the piano. I can hit the key. I don't know what the key is or what it does. It makes the sound. That's as good as I'm going to get. Some kids are playing Mozart. I'm like, you're nine years old. Your dad works for Sony. I feel that. I, I wish I wish I had a little bit more talent with the piano. Yeah. You're good with, you're really good with guitar though. Thank you. That's for sure. Thank you. But, I've lost it a little bit, but I'll get it back. I'm sure you will. So with this last couple of minutes, um, what are some lessons you've learned from your university post-secondary career and your um, life overall? Like, if you could sum it up in a couple of, couple lessons. Don't say no to drugs. They're expensive. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Don't say no to free drugs. <laughs> they're expensive. Um, <laughs> I've, you are, but you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've learned that it's okay to step back and reflect. It's more than okay. It's encouraged. And if you ever get the opportunity to just step out of where you are and reflect on not necessarily your decisions, but your, your, how you feel mm -hmm. and you can validate how you feel and you can go back to making that decision. Nice. And I wish, I wish somebody had told me that, you know, it's okay to stop and reflect. It's okay to take a little bit of time, um, especially with school. Right. Uh, but that applies for everything in life. Mm -hmm. Nice, dude. I appreciate your time a lot. It's always a pleasure to see you, brother. Pleasure to see you too, Glenn. Take it easy, guys. Yeah.